minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Adam Katan Olam אחד רוצה מהתחר הכל, אשרי סומח בחלקו. מי שזכה קיבל במתנה את האוצר הכי יקר. ניצוץ אחד קטן של אמונה, והוא מאיר איתו את
never known pain It cuts like a knife through your heart Have you ever known shame It makes you hide out in the dark And I wanna know why Life can be rough We all are enough Show me it's possible to never give up Never ever give up, no Never ever give up Let's stand together, you and I As one or better, just give it a try Fire and ice, both in our souls We're all unique, always hold just a piece of the puzzle Great scheme. Stand with you. Stand with me. We all belong. Just be who you are. Together strong. We all belong. Have you ever known joy? It fills you up like a river flows. Have you ever felt love? It makes you blossom like a rose. Now I understand why life is so good My dreams understood And everything happens just the way it should Just the way it should, yeah, just the way it should Let's stand together, you and I As one or better, just give it a try
JM in the AM. Shmuel Levy, Masha Haya. Tuesday morning broadcast. New York City, good morning world. JM in the AM, final day of March 2020, a month that a lot of us would like to forget. I'm just thinking about the uh, difference between the final day of February 2020 and the final day of March 2020. Final day of February 2020 was a... uh, Relatively beautiful Shabbos back on February the 29th. And then the first uh, Shabbos in March was um, Parsha Zachar. And then uh, three days later was the last time I walked into my shul on the Purim morning. I was, in, I was in a shul after that. Um, through Friday, but uh, the last time I walked into my shul, the one I usually am part of, was uh, Purim morning on that Tuesday. Wow. world has changed a lot in those uh, three weeks since Purim, uh, exactly three weeks ago today. And tomorrow we change the calendar to April, and hopefully things will change in a uh, very positive manner. We're already in Chodesh Nisan. That, I'm sure, is a good sign. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll start experiencing and seeing and uh, and watching people uh, recover, and hopefully the number who pass away will be less and less and less immediately. Shmuel Levy with Mashahaya. We all belong. That's eighth day. Barry Weber had Yachad Ba'avor, Miami. Yaakov Shweki's Netzach Israel. Harani done by Benny Friedman. And Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. We're one day away from the Pesach Products Program. Don't forget, Pesach Products Program. It's going to be tomorrow morning starting at about 7.35 for those who can think about Pesach. I think there are some people who are thinking of Pesach questions. Uh, we will try to get, it, it's hard to do it in this forum because it's really not fair to the rabbis that normally just do, you know, products and, and how to prepare for Pesach questions. But uh, because these rabbis have congregations and um, because we have a full panel tomorrow, we'll try to get to some of the intricate questions about tomorrow, about the, this year, uh, Pesach 5780, which will go down in history as a very different holiday of Pesach. So we'll try to do some of that. Uh, tomorrow morning here at JMN. If you have a specific question, especially as it relates to medication or things you may want to take over at Pesach, uh, just send us the questions. Nachum at NachumSiegel.com. Nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NachumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M, S-E-G-A-L.com. Put the word Pesach in the uh, subject line, and we'll be all set. Put the word uh, Pesach in the subject line. 
and we'll make sure to ask your question at some point tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning with 42 degrees, 87% humidity, winds in northeast and 9 miles per hour. Cloudy today with a high temperature of 48. Then tonight, mostly cloudy and a low temperature of 39. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high temperature, 55 degrees. We shall line now at 70. We're at 42 in New York City. As we uh, say good morning here at JM in the AM. Um... want to take this opportunity and just acknowledge a couple of family. I know I know there are many 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 families unfortunately that are sitting shiva now. Believe me, I know. Many, way too many. Um and and it is um with social media and everything, we are kept up to date on all those families that are losing loved ones. I just want to mention two people though. Edith Bodner passed away yesterday. Uh, For those who are listeners of this show, she is the mother of Joey Bodner and his wonderful brothers. And they have, as you can imagine, like everybody else, a very, like everybody else, you know, who's had this experience over the last few weeks, a very challenging situation today regarding the funeral. And, um... First of all, I want to mention that those who uh, are inclined to be in touch with uh, Joey and his family once the funeral takes place today, if you want to be in touch with us about how to pay a shiva call via telephone, we could certainly help with that. Um, but I just wanted to mention, I just wanted to mention that... Uh, that she had passed away and that our condolences go out to the entire Bodner family from all of us here at um, JM in the AM. And then uh, Maisha Grinwald passed away yesterday. Not only the uh, husband to Claire, who's been an amazing friend of ours for a long, long time, but the father to some uh, wonderful people in our vast Jewish community who have been uh, also loyal friends and listeners over the years. And I take this opportunity to wish all of his loved ones nachama and uh, condolences on his passing. That funeral also takes place uh, later this morning. Hopefully it'll go off without any uh, problems. Again, families, as you know, are going through very challenging times when it comes to <clears throat> arranging and carrying out funerals. And then, of course, the pain of sitting Shiva alone, etc. That's a, a separate problem, but a serious problem. So our very best uh, to the family. May we only share smachot, only share wonderful occasions together in the very, very near future. 22 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Tuesday, JM in the AM. Who do we have today? Who is scheduled to join us today? Well, because tomorrow's our big pre-Pesach program. Rav Daron Peretz, who, boy, you talk about somebody who can give us a burst of inspiration. (laughs) 
Rav Daron Peretz is going to join us, the head of World Mizrahi. Looking forward to speaking with him here at uh, JM, JM in the AM. I'm told that our friends at Yachad are going to be checking in. I'm also told that um, that Elliot Weiselberg will not be airing a Yeshiva League sports update today. And for good reason. The Yeshiva League, like every other league in the country, is closed down. Can't wait for today when we have another Yeshiva League sports update. That'll indicate that things are getting somewhat back to normal, at the minimum. Maybe back to normal completely. But certainly somewhat back to normal. Um, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, listener Yitzchak says, good morning, Nahum Siegel. Good morning, listener Yitzchak. Listener Rivka says, please play Aisha's Chayel by Yaakov Shweki. Lili Nishmat, a very dear friend on her first yard site, Fega Miro Bas David, my friend Karen. Thank you. See if we can uh, if we could do that. We'll try to get to um, Yaakov Shweki's Aisha's Chayel at some point during this next set. Here at uh, JM in the AM. All right, more coming up. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're together on a Tuesday, and I welcome all of you who are tuned in from around the world here at JM in the AM.
Shalom, the 
J.M. in the A.M. with Eitan Katz. He's live in Jerusalem from volume number two with Kumi Roni. J.M. in the A.M. Hour number one complete. Hour number two coming up. No Yeshiva League sports update, sadly. You know why. We all know why. <laughs> Even people who don't follow sports know why. <laughs> Um, but hopefully soon it will return. Uh, Chaim Shlomo Mayas with uh, Adon Olam. You heard Yaakov Shweki's Aishas Chayel. That was by request. Achenu done by Leiva Nefesh. The Aishas Chayel request. Uh, Le'ilu Nishmas. Uh, Fegamiral Bas David. 
uh, from listener Rifka here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world and the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. And then uh, Rav Daron Peretz is going to join us. He's the head of World Mizrahi. Lots to talk about post-election. And, of course, uh, with the uh, interesting situation the world is in right now, be very fascinating to hear his perspective. That's all coming up. Uh, he's scheduled for 7.35 Eastern time right here at JM in the AM. Also, our friends from Yachad are scheduled to join us. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausages in Delhi is the world's best, serving the kosher and kosher La Pesach world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today and a big salute to our friends from A&H on this Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Galaitzal in the background, Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Galaitzal in Yerushalayim, Asha'a 2. Shalom Rav, Khan Rani Avnai, Ima Shikore Akshav. פרסום ראשון, צהל הורה למילואימניקים של חיל הרפואה להחליף את מדי צהל במדים של מדה לפני שהם נכנסים לבני ברק כדי שלא יפגעו בהם. מדבר כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. לפני יומיים הוכו חיילי צהל בשכונה בעיר בני ברק בעקבות מקרה האלימות בחיל הרפואה הורו למילואימניקים שאמורים לבצע בדיקות קורונה בבני ברק להחליף את מדי צהל במדים של מדה לפני כניסתם לעיר החרדית. בצהל מתחקרים את האירוע. כתבנו לענייני בריאות מאיר מרציאנו מוסיף כי שר הבריאות ליצמן ביקש במהלך הדיונים שנערכים במשרד הבריאות להטיל סגר על בני ברק החל ממחר. ומנכ"ל משרד הבריאות משה בר סימנטוב מצהיר נגבש הנחיות לתנועה במרחב הציבורי עם מסכות מאולתרות. ארגון הבריאות העולמי הכריז באופן סופי, לפחות נכון לכעת, שהמחלה עוברת רק באופן טיפתי ברסיסי רוק. זה גורם לנו... לגבש המלצות לכך שהציבור ילך עם מסכות במרחב הפתוח, אבל אנחנו בוחנים עם מספר מומחים איך ניתן להשתמש במסכות מאולתרות. כוח המזוהים תנזים פעל בשטח בתחום העיר ירושלים והקים מחסום שמנע מעבר בין שכונות ערביות בעיר. פרסם לראשונה ביומן הצהריים כתבנו בבירה יובל שגב. הכוח שמזוהה עם ארגון הטרור הקים מחסום בין כפר עקב, שכונה ירושלמית שנמצאת מעבר לגדר ההפרדה, לבין מעבר קלנדיה ומנע במשך שעות מתושבים בעלי תעודות זהות כחולות לעבור לשאר חלקי העיר. גורם ביטחוני אישר את פרטי האירוע ומסר כי מדובר במקרה נקודתי שטופל. עוד מסר הגורם כי ישראל תמשיך לפעול למניעת כל הפרה של ריבונותה בעיר ירושלים. במשרד האוצר מתכוונים לתמרץ את הבנקים לתת הלוואות לעסקים שנפגעו מהמשבר. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי הנבי עם הפרטים. באוצר טוענים שהבנקים לא נכנסים מתחת לאלונקה, מבטלים אשראים, מעלים ריביות ומקשים על מתן הלוואות לעסקים ולמשקי בית. אגף החשב הכללי בראשות רוני חזקיהו יערוך בקרה על תהליך האישור והדחייה של הבקשות להלוואות בערבות המדינה, יפרסם את הריבית הממוצעת בכל בנק כדי לעודד תחרות. ואף ישקול להקטין מסגרות לבנקים שיקשו על קבלת הלוואות בערבות המדינה. על רקע משבר קורונה, רשת המלונות פתאל הוציאה 5,500 עובדים לחופשה ללא תשלום. עד כה נסגרו 160 מתוך 182 מלונות הרשת. כתבתנו עינב קרנר מעדכנת כי שיעורי התפוסה במלונות שנשארו פתוחים 
עומד על פחות מ-30% ובכוונת החברה לסגור מלונות נוספים בהתאם להתפתחויות. שוב נשבר שיא בתמותה מנגיף קורונה בספרד, 849 בני אדם מתו שם ביממה האחרונה. מדווחת כתבת חדשות החוץ נועה מועלם. משרד הבריאות במדריד דיווח על עלייה של יותר מ-800 במספר המתים מנגיף הקורונה, שעומד כעת על כ-8,200 בני אדם. גם בארצות הברית חלה עלייה במניין המתים, ויותר מ-570 בני אדם מתו שם ב-24 השעות האחרונות. איראן ורוסיה דיווחו על זינוק במספר החולים אצלן. טהרן מסרה על 3,000 חולי קורונה נוספים בשטחה. ואילו מוסקבה הודיעה על עלייה של 500 חולים ליותר מ-2,300. מזג האוויר כאן אצלנו, בשעות אחרי הצהריים ייכנס אוויר קריר ויהלך יותר, מחר תחול ירידה משמעותית בטמפרטורות, צפויים גם גשמים מקומיים בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. זוכר את אוהס השם, אוהס השם אלוהי כהכו, כי יהיו אדוי סיינה לכו, כויח לסו יזכו יל.
בכל יום מחדש אני מודה, אני נרגש, כל נשימה חיים במתנה. בכל יום מתעלה, הלב מרגיש ומתמלא, ומתוכי פורצת מנגינה. בוקר טוב עולם, בוקר שכזה, כל החושך נעלם, איזה יום יפה, משם שמיים נראים מעלינו, יש מישהו שם, והוא שומר עלינו, בוקר טוב עולם. אני מודה, אני נרגש, כל נשימה חיים במתנה. כל יום מתעלה, הלב מרגיש ומתמלא, ומתוכי פורצת מנגינה. בוקר טוב עולם, בוקר שכזה, כל החושך נעלם, איזה יום יפה, משם שמיים. JM in the AM, you know who that is, Mordechai Shapiro, Boker Tov, the name of the selection here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, you heard uh, Eighth Day with Utsu Eitz Koach, done by Avramo, Avram Fried. We're sending that out to listener Tikva and her uh, amazing family, 
who I hope are doing uh, who are doing well in Israel. Uh, JM and AM Tuesday with 42 degrees, cloudy skies, and a high temperature of 48. Rav Daron Peretz is going to join us, head of World Mizrahi, coming up just after morning chizuk at the bottom of the hour. Yeshiva League sports update, usually Tuesday at 7.20, right around this time. And boy, do we miss it. We love featuring the uh, the great activities of so many youngsters, the young men and young women in our community involved in basketball, hockey, and so many other sports, and we, especially now, this time of year, when we start getting to the other sports. We certainly miss them, and uh, hopefully the Yeshiva League sports update will be back soon because that'll mean that the Yeshiva League is back, and that'll mean that life is getting somewhat back to normal both in our community and the world. 18 minutes after 7 o'clock, Benny Friedman, JM in the AM.
Shake 
Certainly describes the Jewish people right now, that's for sure. Benny Friedman with Bechayechon here at JM and the AM. Before that, Tuesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM of Daron Peretz is going to join us from Israel. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebner Biosav Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Biosav Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We say in the Pesach Haggadah, Banitzak el Hashem elokevuseinu, and they cried out to Hashem, the Hashem of their fathers. We learn in the Psukere Zimran, the Tehillim from every day, may your kindness, Hashem, be upon us, just as we awaited you. Show us your kindness. Harenu Hashem chastecho, v'yeshacho titen lono, and grant us your salvation. The Moshal is a father. He travels outside of Eretz Yisrael and he promises that if the children will be good and they will listen to their mother, he's going to bring them some nice presents when he comes back. All the children did very well, but there was one who didn't behave so well and did not give the mother menucha during the time that the father was away. When the father returned, he gathered all the children together. They were eagerly awaiting the presence. However, the child that did not behave well also joined the circle. When his turn came, the mother said to her husband, I'm sorry, 
but this child has not yet earned the present. The child began to cry, Abba, Abba, you already brought the present. Just show it to me. Just let me see it. The father shows it to him. It was a beautiful gold watch. The eyes of the boy lit up as he saw the watch. Then he began to cry, Abba, Abba, just give me the watch to hold for a minute, just for a minute. The father then gives him the watch, just to hold for a minute. After the son held on to the watch, it was difficult for him to give it back. He turns to his father with all types of tachnunim and cries, Father, you already let me see the watch. You let me hold the watch. Please let me keep it forever. The same thing is when we pray to Hashem, Harenu, just show it, not more than that. And when Hashem shows it to us, then Hashem will also give us the Yeshua, the Yeshacha Titen Lano. May Hashem quickly bring salvation. May we all hear Besurus Tavos Yeshua's Fenechamos. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Jam in the AM. Great song, Hine Anochi. Yeah, perfect for Shabbos Agadol is right. Ellie Deitch here at Jam in the AM. Yonatan Razel before that with Hatov. That song, which uh, I played Dafka because Rav Daron is going to join us was the centerpiece of an incredible night in Yerushalayim, January the 1st. Yeah, right around the time when this whole virus started in China. Um, January the 1st, you may recall, an incredible night that we had uh, in uh, Yerushalayim. Um, Was it January 2nd? Maybe it was January 2nd. Anyway, (laughs) an incredible night we had in Yerushalayim where we were part of the Mizrahi World Seum. And that song with Yonatan Razel was the centerpiece of the big celebration, which was amazing. Speaking of Daron Peretz, he is, of course, the chief executive of the Mizrahi World Movement. And we have been nothing other than honored to have been uh, chosen, selected, to have worked out to be partners in many ventures since he started at the uh, Mizrahi World Movement years ago. Harav Daron Peretz, shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Always an honor and a privilege to be on your amazing program and an honor and privilege to have parted with you, and we look forward to many more partnerships in the future. Thank you. An honor to be with you. I appreciate that. A couple of things before we get to the heart of our conversation. Um, We uh, we were approached by Mizrahi, and and very often, uh, you know, partnerships are not easy, but we were approached by Mizrahi to actually do an on-air partnership and be part of your virtual Beit Midrash during this time of the coronavirus. It started literally two weeks ago. And uh, it has worked out really well. And I'm, I, I'm thrilled that so many people who are Mizrahi uh, people out there are now getting a chance to tune in to us on a daily basis. Kolakavod Rav Daron and to Rabbi Tarragon and everybody who's responsible for that. Thank you very much. Yes, a big shock after me to Rav Tarragon and to our Johnny and Daniel and our whole staff team to really, you know, we, one has to adapt to the times. I think we're living in times which are, uh, nobody could possibly have expected this a number of years ago, and uh, a number of months ago, a number of years ago in December. And uh, we still obviously it's uncertain and one doesn't know uh, where it's going and where it ends. I mean, we know he's got it ends in a good place, as our belief, you know, in the Haggadah, the real theme of Jewish history is always, yes, there's challenge, there's difficulty, there's pain, and there's uncertainty, but Baruch Hashem had always lighted them in the tunnel, heads heads to the position of Shvach and uh, Shevach, and Bezat Hashem will come out of it in a much better, more balanced, more uh, in tune, more creative, more connected world in and healthier world in all senses, Bezat Hashem. But of course, one of the things, of course, is when there's a changing world around one, one has to adapt. And of course, with so much of the world uh, becoming a Zoom world, you know, uh, and a world where we all sort of, you know, got to operate in digital platforms for the time being. We thought one way of indeed bringing an offering to include all of our branches around the world, which are in many different places around the world, would be a global WBM, World Bank Midrash, with learning and song and talk shows and 
and we're just thrilled that uh, we you know, managed to put it together. And, of course, what better way to start the day with uh, making sure that appearing live on our Facebook is uh, uh, JM and AM with, uh, with you, Nachum. So it's been an honor and privilege to kick our day off with your morning show. And it's an honor and privilege for me to be uh, to be on it. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that very much. We're going to talk about the the uh, the heart of this conversation, the incredible performance of the Mizrahi in the World Zionist Congress elections. But first, I thought of something that I really wanted to run by you. I'm curious. I'm curious about this adjustment. You say now we have to adjust. Uh, should I assume that there are tens of thousands of Pesach editions of Hamizrahi? that normally are distributed to synagogues around the world, and now, of course, that that line of distribution is completely closed. Again, something nobody would ever have believed three weeks ago. Um, And and, and frankly, you know, Rav Dorod, I know this is going to sound ridiculous. Frankly, I don't think I can go into this holiday without the Pesach edition of HaMizrahi. (laughs) Thank you very much. So just a few things. So firstly... We obviously are working first and foremost on a very good digital edition. What I mean by digital edition, it always appears online, but this way it's going to be very user-friendly that you can download any article that you want, uh, you know, individual articles, a collection of articles, all, all of the, you know, the magazines. So it's obviously got to be in a very user-friendly before, before the online version is the after-effect version for those who didn't get it. And, of course, close to 70,000 people worldwide uh, received it. So it was really just a secondary thing that now that has to be the main thing. So we're working on that. We are still finalizing. There are some countries where there may be some type of limited distribution depending on available, you know, depending on the setup in those countries. Mm. So uh, you may, you may still get your edition. We just, uh, I'm actually, I haven't, I have to just finalize what's happening in the New York area. I know things are not so simple there. I don't know if there will be some type of, you know, limited distribution in some way. I actually not fully up to date, but in some countries there will be, and in others it'll just be the uh, other areas. It'll just be that the printed, uh, the the digital edition. Well, we look forward to it. Uh, the news, of course, that we've wanted to speak with you about over the last couple of weeks, is the incredible performance of the uh, Orthodox Israel Coalition Mizrahi in the World Zionist elections now. Uh, the statistics are amazing. Uh, first of all, a total of 21,698 votes significantly placed uh, a close second to the vote reform movement, which we know is always active and uh, and perform very well. And in partnership, you you made this point, so I don't think you mind I bring this up. You've made this point that, that as far as you're concerned, uh, what might be most important is that our people vote. Uh, and that we have a strong block. With that in mind, Eretz HaKodesh at over 20,000 votes, you put it all together, and the Mizrahi and Eretz HaKodesh together have an overwhelming lead over any other combination. Are you satisfied with the results of this election? Yeah, excellent question. So there are a number of parts of the question, and I'll, I'll answer So, Firstly, we, uh, we're thrilled and very happy with the results of the Orthodox Israel Coalition. Um, Mizrahi vote for a number of reasons. And I'll just talk about that, and then I'll talk about the bigger picture, which I think is an incredible picture, and I'll speak about that as well. So I think the fact that we got around 9,500 votes in 2015, the fact that it was 21,698, more than doubling in number, 150, 120% more for us is incredible. And we're thrilled that so many people came out and voted, and, you know, uh, it's, it's thrilling. Obvious, it's, what's amazing, of course, is the fact that, in general, the, the, the number of people who voted more than doubled, went from 56,000 
to uh, in 2015 to 123,000. So the numbers of overall voters more than doubled, but most, almost all, not almost all, most organizations, uh, slates did not double their numbers. Right. The reform movement only got 50% more, the conservative movement 50% more, others more, others less. But to more than double our numbers, to make sure that, that, you know, that 21,700 people came out to vote, we're absolutely thrilled with. And we thrilled also with the partnerships. For us, this was a grassroots movement. It was, it, 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 the, the religious Zionist movement in America is really a partnership, you know, driven by Mizrahi, of course, but a partnership with so many organizations, which this is their, uh, in many ways, their, their essence or a significant part of it, and have all come together. The fact that we had, of course, uh, uh, OU and YU and Bernard Kiva and Amit and Young Israel and um, RCA and Torah Mitzion and uh, Torah and all the organizations which came together and, uh, you know, local Mizrahi, RCA driving it, of course, that all these all organizations came together to achieve that result we are we, we, we thrilled about and we thrilled that just like yourself and miriam where uh, you know we're um, ambassadors for us we've got very high level people hundred close to a thousand of high level ambassadors rabbinic leaders community leaders activists to be involved in this campaign so for us it's a grassroots movement it's the establishment it's bringing it together in support of israel so number one enough of them, we are absolutely thrilled that the Orthodox Kick Coalition is the second biggest slate from being the third biggest slate last time around. Now, as you say, you know, uh, 21,700. We've more than doubled our numbers with the second biggest slate. So in terms of that alone, we're absolutely thrilled. That's point number one. Right. Point number two, in terms of the bigger picture, has a number of important points. Um, this is the first time. Uh, I, I don't want to say in all of American Zionist history because I haven't studied it, but certainly in... <laughs> for many, many decades, that the center-right orthodox traditional movements are the majority of the American Zionist establishment. It's never been. The other streams, the Reform and Conservative and the other streams have really, for them, seen the World Zionist Congress as the main, the, the main way that they can impact what happens in Israel, and they've taken it very, very seriously, and the orthodox movement less so. And purely a, because they've taken it seriously, and B, as we know from a sheer numbers point of view, reform and conservative movements are significantly bigger than the Orthodox movement. And for that reason, they've, they've been well over 60% majority in the World Zionist Congress delegation from America. The fact that today, for the first time, of Nochum, to me, it's a landmark. I would always compare it to the Mahapach of 1977 in those proportions when Begin came to power in 1977 after 30 years of a Labour-run government. And, and, and people woke up to something that nobody could have imagined, that there was now a center-right government. And not only that, it brought the religious parties, even though Mizrahi had also been part of the movement before, but right. the Haredi parties as well, and built really a strong, let's call it traditional right, uh, you know, orthodox-focused coalition was, uh, was an absolute game-changer. So for me, the fact that for the first time in uh, over many, many decades there, uh, the center-right, let's call it that, and orthodox are, um, have so many votes. The majority of the American, uh, the American Zionist delegation is incredible. And I want to say, as you correctly said, the, the incredible um, results of an organization, the Eretz HaKodesh, which really wasn't around in the previous election and came forward and got around 20,000 votes, is really unbelievable. And if you just put the two orthodox, meaning the two overtly orthodox movements together, or the Orthodox Israel Coalition Eretz HaKodesh to have between them over 40,000 votes and, and uh, you know, 35, maybe even more percent of the votes uh, is, uh, yeah, a little bit more around that is unbe unbelievable. 
So I think uh, it's historic in many ways. We're privileged to have played, have played a leading role in this, and we see it as a, a great landmark, and we're absolutely thrilled about what the future holds. Rav Daron Peretz is with us, Chief Executive World Mizrahi Movement, talking about the election. We're talking about the election. The results are out. As many of you know, it, uh, they became uh, available to us a week or two ago. And um, the Orthodox Israel Coalition did very well. By the way, Rav Daron, um, do you think that, that this was an important election as well in terms of motivating Jewish leadership, especially those in the OIC, um, to understand the importance of this election? Is this something that could last for five years and, and this momentum uh, continue the next time around? Or is this going to have to start from a very, very um, a basic level? Um, five years from now? No, I think the former, and I want to actually, I just want to embellish that point, because I think you've, you've, you've touched on a point here which to me is absolutely critical. We all know that these elections, as we used to term them, the most important elections you've never heard of, <laughs> uh, I think that is, yeah, I think that's changed. And the reason I think it's changed, I'll, I'll, I'll be open and put the cards on the table as I see them. I think the World Zionist Organization over the years has become, I want to choose the right words here, not as relevant as it could have been to many areas of, uh, of uh, diaspora jury. And it's for that reason that people very active in, in, in the survival and thriving of communities around the world have not been that engaged in these elections, because had they been, then anybody, everybody would have heard of it. So I believe what's happening now, um, Nahum, is what's happened, what often happens to many organizations, huge organizations as well, they go through a period where they sort of, you know, they're waning, they, they you know, they uh, or maintaining a certain level of, of um, you know of existence, but not really transforming. And I think what I believe what is happening now. In fact, I just got off the phone with one of my, our, our the chair the chair of our uh, one of our Mizrahis around the world. He said he was following the American one very carefully. And he said it's amazing. The resurgence is inspiring. The fact that more than double the amount of people have come out to vote. The fact that there's such a diverse representation now is inspiring. And him and I believe that this is the beginning of the revitalization of the World Zionist Organization, bringing more grassroots movements into it, bringing a broader community into it. I actually think it's, it's the beginning of a new era. Um, and I do believe that uh, whatever's been built until now is just the beginning. It's not to be forgotten about and spoken about in five years' time, but to continue off this momentum and really ensuring that the World Zionist Movement and the parties which represent Zionism and certainly us which represent religious Zionism are um, you know as active as can be, as well represented as can be in the World Zionist Organization. And for me, here's the critical point, Nachum, holding the World Zionist Organization absolutely responsible uh, and answerable to its constituents around the world. And that I don't believe has happened enough because when an organization really only wakes up every five years and the delegates who put the people in power really only sort of come alive every five years, then, then what happens in the interim? Right. And sometimes what you happen is you have the existing organization functioning in its own bubble, or even if not in its own bubble, functioning in a way that I, ha I don't believe there's been enough reciprocal answerability, accountability to people around the world because they haven't been active enough. And I really believe now that this grassroots movement and, and around the world and people high-level high people from all across the Jewish community playing a role in these organizations, I believe it will hold them to a greater accountability to the branches around the world that they should be serving. And I believe, for me, I believe it's a landmark moment and one which, if, if we only if we have the same conversation again in five years' time and the momentum uh, uh, does, uh, doesn't keep going, then we really uh, we've missed the point.
By the way, I think that uh, some of the, some of the momentum, momentum pre-election over the last couple of years helped as well. I think that a lot of Orthodox leaders, as you suggested, maybe you, you said it a little nicer than I'm going to say it, but a lot of Orthodox leaders were, were very skeptical about the uh, work being done and the efforts being made by the World Mizrahi Movement and, and did not always want to jump into the pool, so to speak, um, you know, and, and, uh, and be out there uh, to support the cause and to spread it around uh, through their community. And I think that because of the, uh, the new type of attitude that you've brought to the organization, I think Orthodox leaders, rabbis and others, uh, were less hesitant to get involved, they understood that now the Mizrahi movement is very, very serious. No reason to be skeptical anymore. And uh, if you continue to keep those connections over the next five years, which I, you know, I, I laud the way you do that in terms of keeping everybody involved, uh, then I think you're right. I think next time around there'll just be, you know, greater and greater momentum um, for uh, the election five years from now. The other thing I wanted to point out or ask, which um, I'm sure many people are wondering about, uh, in light of the current circumstances, uh, do, do we even know if the World Zionist Congress will convene this year? Well, we don't yet know. Um, we don't know otherwise. I mean, all of us, uh, you know, we know that it's supposed to be in October. Every day seems like a week at the moment. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, so, you know, certainly there's been no discussion about it. It hasn't yet been tabled to push it off. Um, it hasn't even been tabled. So who knows? Right now, the plan is for it to go ahead. But of course, uh, so the only update I can give is there hasn't been a tabled discussion about uh, what's going to happen with it. As things stand right now, it will, you know, it's going ahead. You know, if we're in the same situation, hopefully not in the next month or two, then uh, there might be different decisions made. But it should be going ahead. Um, you know, uh, hopefully. And just remember, there are also a number of countries around the world. This is only the American election, right? The results of this affect 152 of the 500 or so seats that there are. Right. Is the Israeli elections, which thankfully it looks like we're not going to a fourth election, thank God, <laughs> right. which means that the, the results of these elections will also impact on the makeup of the World Zionist Congress. And then the remaining piece is 170 seats from the other federations around the world, right. some of which are having elections, other which are, re are reaching agreements. So in the next couple of months, that all has to unfold. And I imagine sometime after Pesach, there'll be a decision regarding uh, the World's Honest Congress. Rev Daron Peretz is with us. Um, you know, we, we, we spoke last week with Sivan Rahav Meir, and we, and we rightfully made a very big deal about the fact that Mizrahi uh, paired up with her and her husband to send them as Shlichim here to the U.S., Believe me, I'm sure you and all of us certainly wish things would have turned out a little better. She spent some of the time in our conversation just lamenting uh, all the places that she was supposed to go to that now she can't go to. Do you think when things go back to normal, there'll be an expansion of the Mizrahi, uh, let's call it Shliach program? Um, you know how excited American Jewry was when the, she and her husband decided to come here for a few months. Do you think this is something that other personalities, especially the popular ones, and you have a lot of popular personalities associated with the Mizrahi, do you think this is something that they may consider doing in the future? Look, I really hope so. I think the fact that Sivan and Yadidya, such high-profile people, uh, really were prepared to you know, move to America, discover America, make a difference to American jury is an amazing thing. Has this got the potential to, you know, hopefully mushroom in positive directions and having other such people considering such a thing? I really hope so. That has been part of the over and above the actual, you know, thank God, the, the, the great value of having Sivan and Yadidya in and of themselves being shlichim and doing the job that they've done 
we're hoping that the you know the high profile element of it will inspire others to do it and certainly we would love to facilitate that but um i hope so you know we have to you know see what happens in the world so to speak it's back to normal, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, it's so hard. To, I mean, you know that all the shlichim of the Jewish agency have all been brought back. You know, right. shlichim from, I don't you know, the Jewish agency, yeah. the Ministry of Education have shlichim all over the world. It's unbelievable. They're just, you know, every, so, so to speak, official shaliach of those national institutions has returned. And it's, it's uh, and, and particular, in a particular um, countries, they've returned even more officials. So it's, it's quite a, you know, it's, it's uh, right now, it's, uh, you know, you know the, the physical shlichim will return and everything is more virtual. So we'll have to see how it all, and I don't know if that impacts on how the year begins next year. Right. You know, so a lot of things up in the air, but in principle, that's the thought. And, and by the way, the be- yeah. and by the way, in New York as well, but, but, but certainly outside of New York, some of the teachers, some of the young people that come in, I know there's shlichim for communities and I'm not minimizing their role. It's very important. But some of the uh, some of the uh, representatives, men and women, who spend time in the schools, they make such a difference. They have such an impact on the schools n- in New York as well, but certainly around the country. And uh, that would be a te- yeah. that would be a terrible thing to lose. We have to hope for we have to hope for the day where regular travel is is back in our lives, <laughs> and that people can uh, absolutely <laughs> just so absolutely so yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Rav Daron Peretz is with us. Well, I, I guess we could say Mazal Tov. You know, people who uh, who wanted to see the OIC, the Orthodox Israel Coalition, sweep to victory. Uh, you know, you kept our ex, you kept our expectations realistic, as you mentioned. I mean, we're talking about a, a, over a one hundred percent increase in the number of votes, yeah. and obviously the number of people who went to the polls. Plus, of course, there are partners in this effort, both uh, ideological partners when it comes to the state of Israel and ideological partners when it comes to Orthodox Judaism, uh, you know, who certainly uh, helped form a, uh, a an even larger coalition. And I think that's a major victory. And, and, and we should mention one other thing that, you know, there are, there are um, uh, blocks that automatically could bring in thousands of votes, just the nature of how their community works. So the nature of how our community is, the modern Orthodox community and the Mizrahi community works, it's not generally like that, and it, may, it, it makes the effort right. it makes the effort even more difficult uh, to get this done and get yes. it and get it done right. So, kolakavod to all the organizations that really uh, made sure to promote this well and to convince people that it was worth the spending the few dollars to vote in the election. Absolutely, I think you you, you said it one hundred percent correctly. It's not a uh, there aren't natural blocks. Uh, our community, as a broader modern Orthodox religious Zionist community, has got diversity as well, and that uh, and you're appealing to sort of a uh, you know a broad sweep of our community, and yeah, it, it needed a, a strong grassroots effort with the organisations, with the ambassadors, with uh, those collectors as well. The people went out in community, community, a multi-pronged sort of campaign. Yeah. And as I say, we thrilled that there was all in all such an, an outstanding turnout, and we hope it's only the beginning. And I'll just say one other thing that, you know, one thing that also for me is very, very big is is getting to communities beyond our regular base. You know, so much of our activity, I have to say, having got involved in, in the American scene, it's very much in the Ashkenazi communities. Right. I've discovered huge, incredible Sephardi communities that you know people know, but but, but who not formally uh, integrally involved in the religious Zionist movement. And, and, it's, and, it's, and people who so much want it, because, you know, many of the Sephardic communities are just so naturally Zionistic. It's, it's in their blood. It's always been, you know, I always say that Herzl and the Zionist movement were really, uh, and Zionism essentially was a, a European phenomenon. It was a response to 
Western Romantic nationalism and even creating this ism within European construct. And a lot of these constructs actually didn't make it to the Spidey world, uh, you know, for good or for bad. And, and, and they're actually very, very naturally connected to Israel, not because of an ism, just because of, you know, um, because that's how it's always been. Yeah. And it's been amazing to see the natural Zionism there, huge Russian communities, as you know, uh, huge um, French-speaking and, 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 and Hebrew-speaking communities. There's a, there's a huge diverse world out there, which I think it really is, uh, so appropriate, and for me, it's the beginning of our not only going to the, the traditional base, but really looking at the broader sweep of the American Jewish community and saying, how can love of Torah, Am Yisrael Yisrael, be as relevant, as transformative, as unifying as possible? And for me, I think it's the tip of the iceberg, and we're absolutely thrilled about this platform to build over the next number of years. Well said. Rav Daron, how different is Yom Ha'atzmaut going to be? It's going to be very different, of course. Instead of our speakers bureau, as you know, sending uh, around 100 speakers to the United States and around 200 all over the world, uh, in all likelihood, it's going to be virtual this year. So, as we speak, we're in the process of uh, finalizing details for our programming for Yom Azikaron, Yom Asmut, Yom Yerushalayim. It's going to have to be different this year, and um, yeah. But I think what we, you know, every every change is an opportunity, and right now we're going to be looking at how do we take this particular different reality, one where we can uh, offer something different and special uh, at this time. So we, it's going to be different, but hopefully very special. Rav Daron, when you speak to your friends and family in South Africa, is it basically the same as what we're going through here and what you're going through in Israel? Yeah, in South Africa, we just had a three-week lockdown. They were a little bit uh, longer. They took, the, you know, it took its time in coming. It was a little bit delayed. Certainly Israel was very quickly on to it. So uh, as of, I think it was, Friday, there's been a three-week lockdown until after Pesach, so it's, uh, it's pretty similar. It's pretty similar to, to what's happening, yeah. I started the conversation about the Hamizrahi Pesach edition. Should I assume that anybody who's on your email list will be alerted to when it's available? Yes, absolutely. We will we will send it out in the coming days, 100%. Rav Daron, Mazal Tov on the election. Stay safe, stay healthy. We need you. We need your staff. We need your family. We need everybody <laughs> to be diligent about staying as healthy as possible as we continue uh, to do what we can for the state of Israel and the incredible uh, world Mizrahi. And thanks so much again for, for this partnership and for joining me this morning. It's an absolute pleasure, and again, just to our local branch, uh, the RZA, and to everyone on our side and on your side, I just want to say that we are enormously privileged to have the partnership with you and Miriam and the whole Nachum Siegel Network, and you should continue the amazing work you're doing. Lafitz Torah is Israel and building a deep and strong connection to the land and state of Israel. Amen. Amen. The great Rav Daron Peretz, Chief Executive, World Mizrahi Movement. I could speak to him all day. <laughs> He's amazing. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. על הצד הטוב, הטוב ביותר כן על הכל נתגבר, כן על הכל נתגבר כבר חצי מלא ויש מי שימלא את החסר 
הבוקר
Mordechai ben David Vani Yehuda Green before that with Avinu Malkenu A lot of uh, A lot of people using that expression Very often these days Haboker Yaleh Yishai Rebo opened up that set here At JM in the AM 20 minutes after the hour Chani Herman is with us live via telephone Chani of course Associate Director of Yachad it is always fascinating to us, like we just heard from Rav Daron from Mizrahi, it's always fascinating to us to learn what different organizations and uh, and efforts, especially those that depend on uh, travel and people getting together and Shabbatonim, etc., uh, what they're doing and how they're adjusting, especially now before the holiday of Pesach. A, a group like Yachad is always very active before a major Chag. And uh, we'll see what they're doing now. Chani Herman, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. 
Morning. Thank you so much, Nachum, for welcoming me to your show and really for the opportunity to talk about Yachad and response during this difficult time. Yeah, no problem at all. We appreciate that. And we're all, very, frankly, very curious about how things are going. Um, let's start with the with the social aspect. Yachad is one of those groups, and there are thousands of them that we can name in our community, that you know, one of the central parts of its activities are Shabbatonim, events, get-togethers, sometimes, you know, smaller groups, whatever the case may be. It, it must be fascinating to continue forward having eliminated that part of the program. Absolutely. It, it's fascinating and, and sort of devastating at the same time. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned, the foundation of Yachad, I mean, the mission of Yachad is, is all about breaking isolation year-round and, and bringing people together. Um, and one of the things that we've really been thinking so much about, we think about it year-round, but now especially during this isolation, is how difficult this time is for the world, but especially for individuals and families who have special needs. Um, I mean, this isolation has even more profound effects. You're talking about breaks from routine, you know, which includes school and dehabilitation programs, social activities, and as you mentioned, mentioned Shabbatonim. I mean, this is a huge break from, from this routine, and especially for those caring for them, it's, it's huge stress uh, caring for loved ones with complex needs. Yeah, if you think about the, uh, how, how everybody being thrown off their routine and off their regular schedule has affected typical families, uh, imagine what it's done for families that are in situations like you just described. And if, it's exactly. and if it's difficult for everyone to be together under one roof in a uh, relatively small environment, imagine, mm-hmm. imagine when taking care of uh, one person you know, makes that uh, exponentially more difficult. Hani Herman's with us. We're speaking about Yachad. You know, Yachad means together. And we keep Absolutely. we keep saying we're we're you know what's the expression everyone's using we're uh, we're apart together we're apart together so there is still a component of being yachad there's still a component of being together but I don't know if most of the members appreciate it I think they'd rather you know be able to get together with their advisors and counselors and with their friends and colleagues and you know and 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 experience the happy get together the togethers that they've always had. Absolutely. So, you know, our response had to be very quick. I mean, while we we had to acknowledge that certain things wouldn't be the same as being, you know, physically in the same room together, uh, within a few days, we had, we had, within a few days of the program closures, we all went virtual. Uh, we created a vehicle for YASA members to connect with one another, literally from across the region. We have a virtual school, a virtual day program. <laughs> we have art and cooking clubs, a comedy show, a game show, um, and even more important than than checking in one on one on parents. But we've also developed parent support groups and many more. Um, and believe it or not, uh, we've even had virtual Yachad Circle Time, which <laughs> is a highlight at Yachad Shabbaton. If you've ever been to a Yachad Shabbaton, can you have uh, any type of I don't want to say real Shabbaton because that would require it being on Shabbos. But on Fridays, can you put together a, a you know, a part of a program where virtually everyone feels that they're getting that Shabbaton feeling together? Yes, we've begun to roll things out like that already. We've had like a Thursday night Dvar Torah learning and Mishmar program. We've done the Friday circle time. We've had regions starting to do virtual Havdalahs to try to bring, you know, the Yachat spirit as much as possible together. Um, 
one of the there's there's one very innovative thing that we're working on, which I wanted to mention, uh, which is really about bringing people together in a new way. Um, a couple of months ago, before all this happened, uh, we partnered with this amazing man from the Five Towns. His name is Michael Libor, and we've created what's called Virtual Buddies through a brand new app that he's been developing uh, with a company called Mokstra. And, and the name of the app is called Srilly. Uh, it's actually named for a, a, young, a young man who's been part of Yachad and, and other special needs programs for many years. And the app basically uh, helps forge connections for individuals with special needs and community volunteers from across the world. Within three days of us trying to bring this new app together, we had over 200 people sign up with us. And that number is growing daily. Very so interesting, I'll tell it's you. Really, really interesting. So, so, and, so, Yachad members and non-Yachad members in our community, we've learned over the last couple of weeks, really have no problem learning the uh, the virtual way. <laughs> that is that is correct. And uh, what's really cool about this virtual buddy system on the Srilly app is it's really Yachad creating um, with this with this uh, company a safe space where scheduled calls can take place regularly and. Just like at Yachad events, meaningful connections can be made for many years to come. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. Um, is everyone still active, meaning your counselors, your advisors, the staff, the administration? Is everyone still active? And has everybody become a programmer? And I don't mean computer programmer. I mean, <laughs> I mean, has everyone you know taken part of the responsibility of keeping these programs going for the uh, for the clients? Absolutely, everyone at Yachad is all in. I think that. The devastation of, of the isolation really was really a call to action for everyone, whether you're a paid staff member or you're a volunteer or you come to an event once a year. Um, everybody knew that everybody had to be all in. Uh, when the, and whether that's checking on someone or running a program virtually or offering your services you know, to run a support group, everybody really had to be all in. One of the amazing things that we launched within a few days, um, and I'd love for people to go check it out if it could be helpful to them, we launched a landing page called Yachad on Demand, which is a way for families to quickly connect with a variety of programs and resources that we're offering or that's available in the community. And if you've, if you've never been part of Yachad before, you could still be part of it, which is what I think one of the most beautiful things is. This is a time where we need to all be helping each other uh, across organizations, across the community. So even if you've never been to Yachad before, you can go to Yachad on Demand, yachad.org slash Yachad on Demand, put your name in, put your email address in, and we'll reach out to you and we'll connect you virtually to all the events and programs that we have going on so that people could feel less isolated. Uh, Yachad has essentially become, Hani Herman's with us, Yachad has essentially become international over the years. Is everything that you've described to us this morning available to everyone around the world? This is happening all around the world, um, different time zones, different times. There's, there's <laughs> always something happening. And, and I think I mentioned before, it's incredible. We have Yasa participants who are connecting with each other from across the region, which is just amazing. Right. It's interesting. I'll tell you, we learned a lot of lessons from this whole episode, and we'll continue to learn. I guess one of them is that if someone has to be isolated or someone for whatever reason is in a situation where it's hard for them to connect with friends or hard even to come to Shabbatonim, et cetera, we've developed a way now for uh, for people to, to feel more in touch than in the past. Absolutely. And and I please God, when, when this crisis is over, yeah. I think there are a lot of wonderful 
wonderful things that will come out of it on the asset end, and that is maybe there are more and better ways that we can connect to people who, you know, maybe are homebound or can't get out and come to a physically come to a Yahad event. No and, question and we would about like it. To keep that going. No question about it. You know, you've you've uh, you and your colleagues have joined us on the air over the years to talk about inclusion. Uh, before major holidays, uh, it could be Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, it could be Sukkot, it could be Purim. We've ta- spoken about um, Megillah readings and uh, including uh, everybody uh, from the Yachad community uh, in those. Uh, Pesach's coming up. I-, I think normally if this was not a-, a a pandemic year, you and I might be discussing how you're encouraging people out there to include uh, you know, those with special needs in their, in their Pesach Seder. Think of them before Yontiv in terms of what they may need, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What is the message now that we know that the the uh, Pesach Seder will be uh, a lot less crowded than it used to be uh, uh, this time around? Yeah, I would say, you know, people have been asking us how they can help. Uh, I think particularly during this time, something even as simple as just checking in on a family in your community who has a child with special needs. Ask them how they're doing. Just let them know that you're caring and thinking about them. Uh, because by doing that, you're acknowledging that their isolation is more difficult than the typical family. Yeah. So I think just by reaching out is a huge thing. And also remember, and I'm sure you can attest to this, that there are a lot of families with children with special needs who are invited to, to friends and other families because you know of, of the difficulty sometimes in making their own Pesach. And obviously they're on their own this time around. Absolutely. And, and one of the things we've been speaking about is Chala Moed. I mean, Yachad is how many years we've been going a great adventure and, and yeah. other types of trips during Chala Moed. Um, and this year, this year we can't do that. So we're trying to think of some very cool Chala Moed virtual events <laughs> that we can do uh, to give some families some respite uh, and be very engaging for our, our Yachad participants as well. And, and they'll be able to find that information once we have it up on our landing page soon. Well, Khani, um, based on how you and your staff are doing during this crisis, I think only emphasizes how well you and your staff do when there is no crisis. And, and that is the ultimate compliment, in my opinion. Uh, so Thank can, you so can, much, Nachum. They're a very dedicated group of people who, who really care about the Jewish community. Information about all of this, I assume Yachad has a website, right? Yes. So they can go to yachad.org slash yachad on demand. And get all the info. Wishing you a Chag Kasher V'Sameach, and of course, everybody at Yachad as well, and uh, looking forward to speaking to you during more normal times. Same to you as well. <laughs> Wishing you a wonderful Pesach. Thanks so much for having me. A pleasure. Chani Herman, Associate Director of Yachad. Amazing what they're doing. A lot of creativity out there, and a lot of um, energy. A lot of energy. When she said that the entire staff nationwide, or even internationally, is all in, a lot of energy. There are people who don't allow themselves to give in to this thing, and they just keep on going every single day, even if it's not as exciting as regular programming would be, even if it's not doesn't afford the opportunity to get together with other people. They are all in, as she said, as long as uh, they're doing the maximum. They just want to do whatever they can do, the maximum. It's funny with the Holomoid trips. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking the other day about and it's funny yet it's also sad because uh, we'll have a three-day untif outside of israel i know people don't like the expression three-day untif but you get what i'm saying it's an expression uh we'll have a three-day untif outside of israel and uh you know saturday night everyone's going to be sitting around in their home wondering what you know what they're finally going to do to escape on sunday to finally get you know get out there and 
I just don't know. I just don't know. I hope there'll be some options. I hope there'll be some open parks, uh, some areas where people can go where they're far away from others in terms of distancing. We don't know. We don't know. And then again, if it means spending more time with uh, with family, then uh, we pray that everyone peacefully continues to get along. Please, God. Tuesday morning, JM in the AM. Well, when we hear about Yachad, we think of this song from Mordechai Shapiro at JM in the AM. And paint. I like to wake up late, but I don't like to clean my room. I like when mommy bakes the challah and the cake. Sometimes I get to lick the spoon. I can get up and stand if someone holds my hand, then I can walk along my way. I like to talk to you. I'm really brave Sometimes I feel afraid And I don't always toe the line Sometimes I fall And then I get back up again Nobody's perfect all the time I like when people see The good I have in me We all can give it our own way Let's spread the love around Our differences don't count Let's make the world We can all sing beyond God, yeah, God. We're 
There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. J.M. and A.M. Tuesday with the Moshav Band and you did Nefesh. Before that, be Yachad done by Mordechai Shapiro in honor of our friends at Yachad. 42 degrees, cloudy skies, and a high of 48. Good morning, everyone. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by A&H, Abel's and Hyman Kosher, and Kosher La Pesach Hot Dogs, Sausages, and Deli is the world's best serving the kosher and kosher La Pesach world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. If you go to artscroll.com, if you go to artscroll.com to ensure delivery before Pesach, all you have to do is choose UPS flat rate shipping which is under $6 for your entire order. If you're not in a rush, remember, Arts Girl's offering free shipping with no minimum. Check it out on their website, artsgirl.com, artsgirl.com. If you'd like 15% off of Rabbi Nachman Seltzer's book about Rebbets and Jungreis, if you'd like 15% off of Rabbi Krohn's brand-new book at the Magid Seder, use promo code RADIO. Use promo code RADIO. Again, use promo code RADIO. Plus, is a free download of any digital volume. Um, a free download of every of any digital volume to your Apple or Android device in light of the situation right now. Uh, all you have to do is uh, go to the uh, homepage, artscroll.com. You'll click on the link and uh, get that done. So Artscroll is doing a lot of things right now to help people during this uh, situation. Check it out, artscroll.com, artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. Always use promo code radio. Um, yeah. JM and the AM at uh, 16 minutes before 9 o'clock. Mentioned earlier that... Uh, I mean, as we know, there are so many people, unfortunately, who many of us know who are who have passed away over the last few days, and it, it would likely be difficult to speak about all of them. But there are two in particular that I wanted to uh, that I wanted to mention. First of all, Mrs. Edith Bodner passed away. For those of you who are listeners of this program for any length of time, you know that. Um, you know that Joey Bodner has been a presence on this network for a long, long, long time. Longer than uh, either of us care to admit. Uh, to him and his brothers, we uh, offer our condolences. The funeral's taking place later today. And um, we wish the uh, the family only smachot in the future. And um, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to celebrate Simchus together. So our condolences to the Bodner family and our condolences to the uh, the Grunwalds. Um, Maish, the beloved husband of, uh, of Claire, uh, passed away yesterday. The funeral taking place later today. Uh, they, as a couple, and uh, their children have always been incredible friends, supporters, and listeners of ours. And among the people who enthusiastically encourage us to keep going strong. So to all of them, the extended Grunwald family, I say, we are thinking of you, 
and um, and uh, you hopefully will find comfort even during this very difficult time to sit Shiva. And let us hope that we can celebrate Smachot together very, very soon. Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Um, I was so happy with that conversation with Rav Daron Peretz. I'm thinking of actually playing it again tomorrow. I may do it in the, uh, oh, you know what we'll do? Maybe we'll do it toward the latter part of tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow is our is our Pesach product show, right? <laughs> I got to really remember to schedule for the week every time I turn on my microphone. Um, the Pesach product show starts at 7.35 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. You get to ask your questions. Uh, feel free to email the questions, nachum at nachumsegel.com, nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at nachumsegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L. Dot com. Feel free to ask your questions that way. Make sure to put the word Pesach. Put the word Pesach in the subject line, and we'll get to that. Maybe we'll do the Rav Daron interview either right after, toward the end of JMNAM tomorrow, or maybe we'll do it um, in the 7 o'clock hour early on. Kind of figure that out. Just really happy with it. I don't usually play recorded spots, but I was really, really happy with that, so we'll see. We may just do that. All right, more coming up. You're listening to a, a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. The Eden lebt zu Frieden. Wie nur er geht nur wie. Weckt sich aber also, mein Einblick platzt es nicht, du hier. Weil ich weiß, in ich oft sie dem Gules kommt das oft. Bin ich dann zu Schande, du kennst an der Hand. Der Heilige ist wach Mäusche, ist als Gewinn geklagt. of the barren Dem Teut was ich gesehen Gesingen an Imamen Wie bleibt es gern noch jetzt geschehen Sing der Lied A hat sich Lied In Hashem Jesus. 
Ira, 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 ira,
Eight-time cats <coughs> live in Jerusalem, volume number two. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and NachumSegal.com, and the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSNF. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM in the AM. I thank you for tuning in. Tomorrow, it's our Pesach Products Program. You know what that means. We want your questions. Email them to nachum at nachumsegel.com. Nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at nachumsegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. Put the uh, subject line Pesach. Include the word Pesach in the subject line when you uh, send in those emails. And we'll try to work the uh, the question into our uh, into our program tomorrow. Keep it on NSN all day long. Avrami hosts a live, live lunch at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.